Coming up this week on Sporting Journal Radio. Obviously, a tip-up's cool too, but being able to see them and fight them on a rod is, is definitely my favorite way to go. And it's an online tournament, so it's a catch-and-release tournament, which is extremely ethical. So you're holding this fish and just <laughs> blood gushing down your nose. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> from the Prairie Sportsman Studios. Presented by OnX. Know where you stand with OnX. <clears throat> We're not just a radio show anymore. Heck yeah. This is Sporting Journal Radio. That's right. Welcome to the show. It is our 11-year anniversary today. Thank you very much. 11 years of shows right here, Sporting Journal Radio. Thank you to all our radio stations on the network. Thank you for carrying the show. And, of course, thank you for downloading this podcast or watching it on YouTube. Thank you very much. Along with Dan Amundsen and David Eckhart, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being a part of the show, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Glad you're not in your birthday suit this time, Dan. <laughs> Just wait till my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a great show. Uh, we're going to talk about our party that we're going to throw up at the Rainy River again here. Coming up in just a couple of days. As we celebrated our 10-year anniversary last year with a big old fishing tournament on the Rainy River, we're doing it again to celebrate our 11th year anniversary, I guess, our birthday. So come up and join us if you haven't uh, decided to yet or not. Tuesday and Wednesday, April 11th and 12th, the SJR 500, $40 entry fee, 50% payback, 25% going to the Keep It Clean initiative, plus we got prizes from... uh, Garmin, Cast King, Onyx, Sporting Journal Radio, Smith's Consumer Products, and uh, some other people that have been a part. Live Target, we'll give away some Live Target stuff too. Uh, so uh, thank you to the sponsors of that tournament, of course, and thank you for uh, for joining us. Big Walleye, Big Sturgeon. We'll talk more about that tournament with Joe Henry coming up. We'll get a Rainy River Conditions Report, talk about what it's like up there. And we're also going to talk to uh, someone we met last summer up at Tazan Lake Lodge, Ryland Parrott. He's a he's a guy that likes to fish, lives up in Saskatchewan. He guided with us last year, caught some big fish up at Tazan. But this winter, he has absolutely put on. I don't know. Have you ever? Have you guys ever heard of anything like it before? No. No. I mean, he's done something seventy times that I've never done in my life. Seventy six, I think he said, pike over forty inches this this winter alone. Like, that's insane. We're going to find out how he did it and <laughs> talk about some of the ones he caught next to a car. Yeah. That was under the ice. Just man-made structure. <laughs> man-made structure, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll find out about that. Talk about uh, catching those big pike. Hear his story coming up a little bit later in the show. Uh, man, wicked storm we had. David, how are the roads driving over here, by the way? Uh, not bad. They're mostly just wet, but there was a little bit of drifting snow which is insane for April 5th. <laughs> yeah, so we're recording this on April 5th, and we had a, a kind of a wicked, it was rain, it was snow, there was hail for a while there, lots and lots of wind. Our trees this morning were covered in ice, so uh, I didn't know if there'd be ice on the roads or not. But It did pretty much all thawed oh, out. Nice. I mean, we got pretty warm temperatures and pretty warm temperatures for the tournament. They're talking about mid to upper 50s for the uh, for the Bedette Rainy River area during the tournament next week. So finally, things are going to start warming up. I, at one point, there was like a 70 or 80 degree day in the forecast for southern Minnesota, at least, I think. So 
Uh, things are going to start warming up a little bit, but that rain, that freezing rain or whatever, that's what we worry about when it comes to wildlife like like pheasants. So hopefully they made that through that storm okay. And then uh, if, have you ever worried about hail when you're turkey hunting, like go out there with your snowmobile helmet on <laughs> something stupid? I mean, no, this that is, does not sound fun. As, uh, as we get ready for turkey hunting, I mean, are you excited to get out there, David? I'm going to let it, you know, maybe not be so muddy. <laughs> Carrying all that gear and potentially a dead turkey through ankle-deep mud does not sound fun. I did it one time, and it was not fun. Yeah, this, you can almost deal with the snow. It's the mud that I really don't like very yeah. much. That's gross. But I don't know, Dan, are you going to – I know you're, you've been real excited about turkey hunting for quite a while. Um, I'm going to do what – mother nature says is the best thing to do if that's fishing that's fishing if it's snow goose hunting it's snow goose hunting if it's uh sitting inside then it's <laughs> sitting inside but if the snow melts and the weather warms up i'll go try i want to go turkey and i've got i want to hunt two different states and i want the meat so we're gonna go if we can go don't forget about ice fishing dan we can still whoa, go whoa ice whoa, fishing. whoa 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 okay, <laughs> dan has been done with ice fishing if, since if December. mother if mother nature says that's the best thing to do then i'm not gonna listen to what mother nature <laughs> says to do and i will drive somewhere else to go do something outside because as much as fun as ice fishing is april ice fishing is not for me and I am not saying you should do this. I'm not condoning. In fact, I'm telling you not to do it right now. But there were trucks on the lake the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, April Ew, 1st. David. It was a few days ago, <laughs> April 1st. So please do not drive your trucks on the lake. But somebody was driving. There was two pickups out there, I guess, mm -hmm. on the lake, which is just nutty to me. And I actually, I have my own little interesting uh, ice experience here. I was setting, uh, has anybody ever heard of somebody setting a duck blind with a snowmobile before? Nope. <laughs> That's what, what I did. With this blind spot outdoors uh, floating skid blind, I got some help from uh, Brad right there. We hooked up uh, to the, it's got skids on it, so it's you're able to drag it around, but in the winter with the snow, I mean, it's it's they're making them in Missouri, so they're not really made for going across the snow, but I've drug it across the snow, but to keep it out of the snow a little bit, keep it from falling, Brad actually kind of fabricated some tin skids almost, some like hmm. cut some holes in the front of the, of the tin for the chain to go through to hook up to the skids and then ran basically like runners underneath the actual skids on that trailer and drug it right we drug it by snowmobile across the snow and then onto the slough so that when the when the ice melts that blind will just fall into place and then it's got marsh feet that you drop in so it secures it in place it's got pods underneath that, that let it float and, you, and then you gotta you just grass it up and you can hide in there and, and duck hunt and that slough is kind of tough to get into in the summer and it was so dry and muddy last year that there was no chance to get the blind in there last summer so the only option i think tony, you or tony suggested hey why don't you bring it over there in the winter and drop it you know put it on the ice it tony. i don't think it was me i bet it was tony our buddy tony yeah because we were talking about that as soon as we first saw it like because it what'd you get in october right yeah september or october yeah and so everything was super dry already and so yeah. he and i were looking at it like uh this you know, he wanted to get it in the water right away oh, man and we're was... like both just like uh maybe maybe just wait till winter because that sounds terrible well we were so spot. dry exactly and the pond is a fairly big pond but it was 
50 yards of muck yep. to the like she, almost sheet water in the middle of it. Like it was disgusting. There's no way to do it. So I did end up putting it in a smaller pond uh, just to get it in the water, test it out, did a little hunting out of it. But for the most part, I didn't have it on the, on the pond that I wanted, but it's there now. So we drug it over. <laughs> and the best part is I got on my snowmobile to ride over there and I watched like a six pack of ducks kind of spinning around the slough. I'm like, well, there's, that's the first day I've seen ducks. And if you watch this video, if you look behind the the blind right there there they are they're sitting on the ice while we're dragging the blind across the ice with a snowmobile <laughs> it's a six pack of spoonbills and they're just like uh what's going on right now they're gonna have to wait there's still two feet of ice yeah <laughs> they're gonna have to wait a while for some open water on yeah. that well then there was a dead wood duck on the, the road just a oh, few yeah. miles away that i don't know I, I would assume it's a bird flu bird but clearly they're trying to get north and they're getting stuck not many places to go there's geese on gravel roads and yeah. It's weird. Weird spring, man. Well, it should start changing fast now as spring is here. And uh, we're gearing up for our Rainy River tournament. We're getting ready for uh, turkey hunting. And um, we've got a brand new uh, turkey video coming out. I spent five or six days on the road with Corey Loeffler last year. We went down to Missouri, Nebraska. We were going to try to get into Kansas. It was one of those like, let's just head south, see where we end up. And it's coming soon to our new YouTube channel, Fish Hunt Forever. Here is a little sneak peek of that video. Yes! <laughs> Woods was shaking there. Sweet, it's a crow. <laughs> Corey's got a bird found. Call him in close. Shoot him with the pop gun. Warriors <laughs> protection room to an interior room on the lowest floor of a building. Made everything go haywire. That's just part of hunting though. Nebraska's kicking our butts. Cause he's not gonna climb. He's not gonna. He's not gonna cross any barbed wire fences with a guilt on. He's gonna show us the oil coming out of the ground right here. I think we need to. Yeah, uh, I like those guys. Oh, does, is this guess. really happening? Our first guess. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. And that's the perfect way to say it right there. You can't make this stuff up. Like literally, we just thought we we're going to go hunt turkeys, try out the new Sitka Equinox gear, see how it handles uh, tick prevention and things like that. And we, we ran in, like literally some things happened that you just can't script. Like some of the people we met, some of the interactions we had. And uh, we did not for five days of putting on miles and miles to tick country. Like we ran, uh, Joe Harris from Blind Spot Outdoors was with us. We ran his dog a little bit through the grass, covered in ticks. We did not have one on us while we had that that sick Equinox gear on. Wow. So tick, tick prevention is uh, very important. Anyway, watch that. Probably watch it right now. If you're seeing this, you can probably go to our YouTube channel and watch it right now. Go to the Fish Hunt Forever YouTube channel. And then also check out the Prey Sportsman channel because we got a new show coming there where we forage for chaga. And then we also uh, uh, went to a local blacksmith and watched him make knives. It was really cool. And he's got an amazing story, battled some severe illness, became a blacksmith to heal from a severe illness. It's a great story coming. Brand new episode to Prairie Sportsman. All right, let's talk uh, Rainy River with Joe Henry when we come back. Kodiak, a North American waterfowl film, is coming to the Fish Hunt Forever YouTube channel. Well, I've been a sea duck hunter for about 30 seconds, and I've already got one that's probably going to go on the wall. So this is the coolest duck hunt I've ever been on. Presented by Boss Shot Shells, with support from Sitka and Beretta. 
and additional support from Alclair Outdoors, High Prairie Animal Arts, and the Association of Great Lakes Outdoor Riders. Watch Kodiak on the Fish Hunt Forever YouTube channel. Northern Minnesota's Walleye Factory is a year-round world-class fishing destination. The perfect getaway this summer is just a short drive to Lake of the Woods. Fish Big Traverse Bay, the Rainy River, or visit the unique Northwest Angle. To catch big fish, you have to go where the big fish are. Plan your trip to Lake of the Woods at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. That's lakeofthewoodsmn.com. 852 million acres of public land, 147 million private properties, all in the palm of your hand. The number one hunting GPS app just got better. With hundreds of custom map layers, 3D and topographic maps, you can easily scout on the road or at home before you go. And now you can get important weather details, CWD detection, and even know what crops have been planted where. Get the most trusted hunting GPS app ever made. Onyx. Know where you stand with Onyx. Now it's time to head up to Lake of the Woods to check in with Joe Henry from Lake of the Woods Tourism. Joe, how's it going? Hey, Brett, it's going good. It's going All good. Right. You know what? It's a, kind of a confusing time up north. You know, uh, yeah. do you bring your ice fishing gear or do you bring your boat? And what do you want to, what, what, I'll tell you what, this week alone on the Rainy River, I've, I've heard of, and here's what I've heard of being caught. I know there's probably more. Of course, tons of walleyes, saugers. Uh, I know that there's been lots of sturgeon caught. Uh, there's been pike. There's been lake trout. There have been, I mean, gosh, what else? Suckers, um, uh, muskie. Um, I mean, <laughs> th things are rocking and rolling, I'll tell you what. Well, we're excited about it. I think we're, we're timing it about perfect this year, you know, for our tournament, the SGR 500. It's, it's our 11-year uh, anniversary with the show this week, Joe. And, Congratulations. Uh, that is such a cool feat. 11 years. That's awesome. And you've been a part of it for for almost all of them. Uh, yeah, so. probably ten point seven five or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, pretty much since the beginning. So thank you very much. Couldn't do Bet. it without uh, our sponsors like uh, Lake of the Woods Tourism, Joe. So thank you very much. And that's why we're celebrating up at Lake of the Woods in the Rainy River for our anniversary once again. We started last year the SGR five hundred <clears throat> celebrate five hundred shows. So this year or this week is uh, show five hundred fifty two. And uh, we'll be up at Lake of the Woods this uh, this week to do a tournament on the Rainy River, uh, the 11th and 12th, the Rainy River Fishing Contest, the SGR 500. We're doing a $40, $40 entry fee with 50% payback and 25% going to keep it clean. So we want to give back to uh, to the resource to help out uh, just a little bit while we're up there. Let's Joe. just clarify it's not the Bassmaster Classic. <laughs> just so we're clear, just so we're not setting some bad expectations. It's it's a two day fish donkey tournament, not the classic. Yeah. It's are, are, just you a, saying, are you saying that because like the whole bass walleye thing? Don't worry, walleye people. You don't have to catch bass when you're up there. Is that why you're saying that? Or are you saying it because the insinuation of uh, this isn't a pro tournament? It's only 40 yeah, bucks. Exactly. Part it's for the camaraderie. You know what? If you thought about coming up to the Rainy River and ever fishing it, stay wherever you want. Uh, pay your 40 bucks. You can come over to Riverbend if you want to. You don't have to. Um, and it's an online tournament. So it's a catch and release tournament, which is extremely ethical. And of course, it's the way it has to be because that's the way the season is too. But it's just a really nice, easy going thing. And if you want to get competitive and really try to get some nice fish, tell you, all it takes is one fish and you could win the darn thing. I think the other thing from last year, which, which was kind of neat, is you know, there's some people that caught some decent walleyes that ended up finishing like second and third 
because the bite was a little bit off for the big fish when we were up there in a snowstorm. But they won some nice prizes, and uh, it's all bonus, right? Yeah, well, that's just it. I mean, <clears throat> trolling isn't just for fishing <laughs> at the Rainy River. Uh, we've had a few people comment on 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 some of our payback, and I, I just want to make it clear, yeah, our payback is 50% in this tournament. If we're not talking about a lot of money, we're not talking about a big entry fee. We're giving away some cool prizes from uh, from Garmin, from OnX, from Cast King, uh, from from us, Smith's Consumer Products. We've got a ton of prizes that we're going to be giving away. It's just a just a party to celebrate, and if you're up there fishing, you can be a part of it. So you know, we're you're also to- donating some of the uh, proceeds yeah. to keep it clean, which is very very generous of you. And uh, yeah, this isn't this isn't a tournament you come into to win a bunch of money, and you don't pre-fish this one a whole bunch. This is really more of a uh, it's a get-together. It's an opportunity to rub elbows with like-minded outdoor people. Uh, it's kind of a celebration of spring fishing, celebration of Sporting Journal Radio, and there's a lot of reasons to get together, but it's just a good deal. Yeah, and I shouldn't even be bringing it up because it's not even that big of a deal, but I just want to thank the guy that is kind of arguing with us on Facebook because it's just giving our post that much more <laughs> attention and giving us more exposure for the tournament. And we have had some great laughs yeah. at jokes, so thanks. I will, I will say this, you know, like, like a lot of things in life, you know, uh, you know, is, is you get, I'll speak for myself, I'm, a, I'm the oldest of this group, but you know, as I get older, there's certain sayings and, and, and ideas that I kind of gravitate to over and over. And one of them was uh, Stephen Covey's, you know, seven habits of highly uh, uh, effective people. And one of them is seek first to understand and then be understood. Yeah. And a lot of times on social media, people don't care about the understand part. They just want to be understood. You know, if you understand that this, for all the right reasons, why this tournament is being placed, and it's not about making profit as an angler. You know, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even bring the point out, but of course, that I think that point perhaps was missed. Yeah, and I might be coming off like I'm just not even giving him the time of day. Like I just don't even care what he's got to say, and I feel bad a little bit about that because he, uh, to be fair, he is trying to give the anglers more more of a payback and give the anglers more money in tournaments that they're a part of. So I'll give him credit for that, but it's like. Dude, you just run your tournaments, we'll run ours. Like, who cares? It's not that big of a deal. So that's all I want to talk about that. Other than the tournament is going to be a great time. We uh, we always have a big party. We had no fun up there last year. No, none at all. Dave, we've, we've mentioned this 100 times on the show, but I like bringing up the fact that David ate sucker snout. Mm-hmm. Kind of a jelly. Oh, <laughs> jelly. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard it the described The description like gets worse the more you talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <wow>. Yuck. <laughs> I just yeah, I, I, what I want to know is uh, how many uh, how many bush lights did you have before you ate sucker snout? <laughs> I was there's a few. Well, yeah, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of them, but, enough uh, to make it sound like it was a good idea. <laughs> or was it Labatt's? Probably oh, more so yeah. Labatt's. That's hopefully the, hopefully the river bend stocked up. Like I think they did, and uh, we're going to have a great time at Riverbend or in the Rainy River. So whether you're staying with us at Riverbend or at one of the other resorts, it's open to anybody fishing the Rainy River up there. So realistically, we just wanted to put on a tournament that is going to allow people that are fishing the Rainy River that time of year uh, to be a part of it. Or if they want to come join us, we're going to have a party each night in the bar at Riverbend and at the restaurant. And uh, we're going to be giving away door prizes each night. And then on Wednesday night the 12th uh, after the tournament wraps up we'll do a podcast we'll record the podcast in the bar there so you can come be part of the part of the audience maybe part of the show if you're one of the winners you got to come claim your prizes and uh and we'll we'll put you on this show right here and joe by by the sounds of it uh water conditions are pretty good accesses are starting to open up up there and people are catching fish 
you know, the recent, the recent, yeah. So the, the water conditions, uh, the water has been super clear right here. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think the other thing that's important is, you know, when there's one access open, one boat ramp opened up and everybody's trying to get out of that one, obviously it's going to be more congested, right? Well, now there's already two boat accesses. Now we just divided up the traffic. So that makes it way easier. And, you know, there's already open water down by Vitus. Um, there's open water out in front of the boat ramp. The boat ramp's not open yet, but have a feeling that eventually here in the in the near future it will so yeah everything's shaping up really nicely that way hopefully the the big fork and little fork stay buttoned up it's uh we still got you know some cold weather and we just had a bunch of snow that hopefully uh will will protect that ice on big fork and little fork a little bit so that it does it stays in place you know but uh but yeah no fishing's going really good there's a lot of fish being caught you know i we're kidding around before the show that Somebody had a tough day in the river, and their boat only caught twenty-five walleyes. You know, yeah. Um, and there's other boats that are catching a hundred walleyes. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of walleyes being caught. A lot of big walleyes. Um, Dave Wasness of the FM Walleyes Unlimited group there with a nice walleye caught on a. It looks like a big paddle tail jig from. Uh, he's got a Northland hat on, so I assume it's from Northland. But you know, uh, um, and, and how are people fishing them? You know, right now there's basically three techniques. Um, one of the techniques is jigging, either with a plastic would be the first technique or using live bait would be the second technique. And the third technique is trolling crankbaits real slow upstream. And you know, the, from what I've seen, most people are using a traditional jigging, uh, jigging plastic jigging minnow. That's how most people are doing it. Uh, a lot of fish being caught. And I mentioned the variety of fish being caught. Man, a lot of different kind of species. And I heard the sturgeon are on fire. In fact, I heard so many walleye anglers talking about how they can't keep the sturgeon off their, their, their live bait on their jigs. Um, so while the uh, sturgeon fishing is on fire, you know, that the walleye season goes through April 14th, catch and release only on the rainy river, the sturgeon season, actually, um, there's times where it's a catch and release season. There's times where it's a keep season. Um, and that goes basically, uh, through May 15th. So you can fish sturgeon, you know, for gosh, you know, over a month yet. And it's some of the best sturgeon fishing of the year. If you want to, huh. if you ever wanted to catch a dinosaur, wait, well, now's a great time to go up there and do it really relaxing. Go up and find a hole in the river. You soak some worms or a combination of worms and frozen shiners on a sturgeon rig. You sit back and you watch that tick, tick, tick on the end of your rod, and just very relaxing fishing. What's the uh, what's the lake trout limit on the rainy river? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I don't even want to think about what the lake. I, I don't even know what the lake trout limit, is. or if there is a, a trout limit, or if you need a trout stamp. I mean, you know, and one thing about trout for people that know know lake trout. We have a lot of lake trout in Lake of the Woods, but typically in the Canadian side of Lake of the Woods, up in deeper water. What happens when it's ice is that, you know, that water temperature is cold and it's very stable. And those those trout will tend to move a little bit more. And, uh, you know, every once in a while down on the main basin, ice fishing, we get, you know, a few trout, lake trout are caught. And in this case, on the Rainy River, a nice lake trout was caught. So pre pretty cool stuff anyway. Well, we saw lake trout, what, and a muskie get caught on the same day over there or up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in Muskie, you know, they uh, they talk about Muskies being up the, the Big Fork and Little Fork rivers. I'm sure they just slide down and, and get into the rainy once in a while. Sure. And, uh, and or, or those fish could be coming from Lake of the Woods, too. Who knows where that Muskie came from? But Because we have a ton of Muskies. But but normally they don't live in that big basin. Normally they live up in the islands area, up by the Northwest Angle and, and north. So, uh, you, you know, it's it just the, the whole fishery is just really neat. You know, we all say you never know what you're going to catch on Lake of the Woods. Is it going to be a lake trout? Is it going to be a Muskie? Is it going to be a... 100 pound sturgeon is it going to be a 14 pound walleye i mean you just never know what you're going to catch lots of big pike in the system i mean to catch a 40 to 45 inch pike would be very very you know not not a surprise at all 
But I'm we, excited about the weather. Yeah. Not having a snowstorm. Oh, like, now you said it. Now we're, <laughs> now we're screwed. I'm, it's going to snow. I'm just looking at the forecast for when we're there, and even overnight is above freezing. Sweet. Yeah, that's nice. Well, you know, last year, if you remember, we were in a snowstorm. And I remember I'm thinking to myself, if I'm getting my boat ready and, you know, for the first time I, I put it in the water all year, and I'm thinking, geez, Louise, the weather forecast couldn't be any worse. Snowstorm and da da da. <laughs> once I had my ice fishing gear on, I was out in a boat and, and I happened to fit with, fish with Brett. But, you know, once I was out there, it was really cool with those big white flakes. In fact, Brett, if you remember, we got some really good photography and some good videos. Oh, yeah. I mean, that made for, for a really cool fishing video. I mean, anytime you can fish open water, I always talk about snow on the banks when you're fishing out of a boat. But when you're in the boat and you're getting completely covered with snow, uh, I mean, it was a little cool out there. And I felt like I didn't mind it so much. But my 82-year-old dad that was out there just becoming a, a literally living, breathing snowman <laughs> in the back of my brother's boat was uh i'll give him credit for uh for fighting through it but uh i, mean, I think the <clears throat> the one day it's like it's supposed to be 58 degrees david yeah, or something 58 like that 58 and 55 Sweet. monday the monday before the tournament's almost 60 i have fished summer. in days like that on yeah. the rainy river and it is so enjoyable it's so nice to feel the hot sun rays and you know you're, you're jigging for walleyes and you know, I like sliding up current real slow using a big jig of plastic and almost having your jig at a 45 degree angle and pulling her forward and letting it drop back and thunk that bottom. And you pull it forward, you let it back and thunk that bottom. And every once in a while, you let it back to thunk that bottom and it stops halfway back. Oh, is that a good feeling? Wow. <laughs> I can't wait. Joe, uh, Bidette is in my, my one of my favorite uh, locations in my weather app. So clearly we either go there a lot or I check the weather there a lot. <laughs> so I'm constantly checking on that. But yeah, they're talking about 59 Monday, 58 Tuesday, 55 Wednesday. And obviously it could change a little bit. But 5 to 10 mile an hour winds Monday, 10 to 20 Tuesday, 5 to 10 on Wednesday. Man, it's going to be perfect up there. Very nice weather. Yeah. And you know, one thing about the wind on the rainy river is that that river is really a relatively small body of water. It's small, yeah. it's narrow. And you know, uh, that's one of the things you get so many of these walleyes from the, from big Lake of the woods, a lot of them, not all, a lot of those walleyes when they spawn, they'll go up the rainy river. So these, a lot of these fish will get constricted in the small area. So you get all these big walleyes in a small area. Many times they're putting on the feed bag, getting ready for the spawn, you know, and um, it's just a, it's a special deal. It also makes it so that if you have a 14 or 16 foot boat, you're in business. You can bring your boat up to Lake, uh, up to the rainy river and, uh, get out fishing. No problem. So we should mention, um, uh, just a couple minor changes and they're not really changes from last year, but clarifications from last year's tournament. The tournament boundary will be from the Franz Jevney access to Lake of the woods. So uh, we, we wanted to include kind of those rapids next to Birchdale. And the only way to officially do that in the rules, <clears throat> excuse me, was to include the, the France Jevney access. So from there to Lake of the Woods, accessible by the Rainy River, uh, but you can't fish any of the tributaries. So you have to stay out of the tributaries. You have to stay out of Canadian water. Even if you have a Canadian license, the Canadian waters are not part of the tournament. And uh, yeah, so France Jevney to Lake of the Woods, U.S. side only, no tributaries. Eight to four, uh, Monday eight or eight to four Tuesday, eight to four Wednesday. 
uh, the 11th and 12th, the Rainy River Fishing Contest, the SGR 500. You can find out all the details at sportingjournalradio.com. You can also uh, download the Fish Donkey app, see the rules and the uh, prizes and all that stuff. Uh, we're doing uh, $40 entry fee again, 50% payback. Uh, to the winners, we'll go biggest walleye and biggest sturgeon by length, top three places, and then the biggest any other fish, which could be a lake trout. That'd be sweet. I hope. Gosh, be Wouldn't cool. that be cool? Lake trout. Did you guys? Did you get, well, you, and you guys know that uh, you know the owner of Fish Donkey is going to be in the tournament. He's going to be mm-hmm. at at Rivermend, right? Oh yeah. You, you know what his name is? He's made it very clear he's not related to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so he, his last name is on uh, uh, Amundsen, right? And yeah, it sure is. And uh, he made a comment that, hey, I'm, I'm an Amundsen, but I'm no relation to, to Brett, you know. And I said, well, <laughs> lucky for you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Joe. Yeah. You know, Dar- it's interesting. Darren Amundsen is not related to us that we know of. But, uh, uh, you know, there's we don't have a common last name, but we have a, a fair amount of Amundsen's or Amundsen's in Minnesota. And uh, but most people pronounce it Amundsen. Like I would say 90 some percent of the people we meet with the same last name pronounce it Amundsen, uh, but he pronounces it Amundsen. So he's one of the few other people with the same last name that pronounce it the same way that we do, but not related that we know of. But yeah, he was up there last year too. I think he took third place in, in one of the contests. That I can't remember. Be. I don't remember. But anyway, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time, Um, Joe. And if people want to find out more about, oh, we should mention, I think Riverbend's got a special going on for lodging now. Yep. Pay for two nights, get a third night free. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, that's it's a cool. really good deal. So we're staying up there for three nights. Come up Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Pay for two of them and uh, get three of them. You know, and Brett, one, one thing I should mention, too, is a little bit unrelated to the fishing tournament. But, you know, I think it's important is, uh, you know, I, I've had the I had the privilege this week to uh, to speak to two different high school groups about uh, the presentation, Fish Like a Pro, and, and really talking about etiquette on the water, AIS, and you know, in this case, it was uh, um, I was at Albany High School t- speaking to the, the group from Albany and Recorde. And then I'm going to be here in St. Cloud um, speaking to Sock Rapids Rice and Sartell St. Stephen. They have a big fishing team. And, you know, over 100 people are going to be there with kids and parents. And, you know, uh, uh, I just think that, you know, getting your kids into the outdoors, if, if you have a high school fishing team, as an example, trap shooting. And if you don't have any organized trap shooting or fishing or whatever in your in your area for your high school, just making sure you're getting those kids out on your own. I just think that you know incorporating uh, outdoors as a part of any human being's life is really a nice advantage. It doesn't matter if it's a, a boy or a girl, but just get them outdoors periodically. It can make all the difference in the world. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Joe. Well, uh, good luck with that, and uh, can't wait to see you up there at the tournament. Good luck. Uh, may the uh, may the best angler win, <clears throat> since we're all technically in competition with each other in this tournament next week. I hope I hope Danny uh, when he when he tailpipes us this year. I hope he doesn't get too close to us. I just you know it's fine. I don't mind if he takes long, but you know what I mean. Hey, I should mention, Joe. So I I've been messing with my new boat this week, and was rigging some electronics, and I did something kind of interesting with them. Uh, so I, I got the concept. You don't though. Well, well, so let me ask you a question. Do, do your electronics work better when you actually hook them up to the battery? Well, that's what I was going to tell you. So I did this a little different and I, so I plugged the cable into the head unit, whatever. And then I took the positive and negative leads and I hooked them up to the battery. They turned on. Well, you know what, so that's that. I'll tell you what, that's that Bemidji state uh, education kicking in. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> 
That's great. All right, Joe. Well, if people want to learn more about fishing in the spring on the Rainier River at Lake of the Woods or making plans for a summer trip, what should they do? You can check out our website, and that is lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Live Target, the leader in Match the Hatch, is back with new lures that also match the action. Introducing the Live Craw. The Live Craw is irresistible to bass, walleye, and other freshwater species. FTEX winner, the ultimate frog, looks and acts just like a swimming frog. With an exposed ultra point mustad hook and replaceable legs, the ultimate frog has two styles, two sizes, and eight colors. And ICAST and FTEX winner, the live shrimp, mimics a fleeing shrimp for saltwater anglers. Coming soon from Live Target. Devil's Lake is legendary, and this summer has been legendary for walleyes. Don't miss out. Call Haybell Heights Campground and Resort today to book one of their modern cabins on East Bay. The cabins are furnished with a full bathroom, kitchen, and all the amenities like high-speed internet and are clean following CDC guidelines. Staying at Haybell Heights gives you full access to a private boat launch, fish cleaning station, and beach area. Learn more at haybellheights.com. That's haybellheights.com. Plan your trip to legendary Devil's Lake today. Did you know there are more than 1,000 lakes in Ottertail County? Yep, and I'm going to fish as many as I can. I'm an outdoorsy otter. Nothing beats a full day of fishing for me. The lakes of Ottertail County give me plenty of options to lower my boat and snag the perfect catch. Not an outdoorsy otter? No problem. Ottertail County has something for everyone. You just need to find your inner otter. To find your inner otter, go to ottertaillakescountry.com. All right, this is Sporting Journal Radio. I'm Brett Amundsen. Thanks for tuning in on the network by demand, sportingjournalradio.com, or maybe you're watching this on YouTube. Thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe. And now, is it a join button? I guess they've added a join button. Yeah, what now. the heck is that? That's a new look for uh, never heard of it for YouTube. I just watched a, a YouTube video about that today. Actually, they, hmm. uh, they instead of saying smash the smash the the subscribe button and then hit the notification bell now it's smash the subscribe button which is a new button now it's it's a little bit different looking the and join then, button. Uh, and then and then click the join button so you can get notifications when we put up new new shows and episodes like this one right here and we've, we've got kind of a, a cool interview here for you next because this guy is i don't know if i've ever heard of anybody catching more pike over 40 inches in a in a winter season like may i'm sure it's been done especially when you get up into canada it's cheating up there so once uh once you get up there maybe it's a little bit different but man uh rylan parrot joins us right now rylan how's it going man it's going good i'm happy to be on here so obviously you're just you're just growing these pike in your bathtub and then taking pictures with them out on the ice right <laughs> i mean like this is the how many how many pike over 40 inches did you catch this winter 76 oh my god typically i'll uh I'll catch them at, you know, 38 inches and then put them in a big holding tank, wait till they get 40 inches, and then uh, they hit the kind of Facebook and YouTube scene. So it's been a good uh, been a good winter, and now it's all wrapped up, and uh, I'm just waiting to get back up north. 76. So how, how many of those, I mean, are you re-catching some of the same fish, or are, these, are you talking different fish, or, I mean, that's insane. Uh, these fish come from two different lakes. Um and I have yet to actually do any sort of in-depth looking at fish. I'm sure some of them. I've seen buddies catch some that I, I've definitely recaptured earlier in the winter um, just due to the unique markings and, and missing tail pieces and stuff like that. Um, when I caught, actually, I had caught him two winters ago at 47 inches, and now he's 47 and three-quarter inches. So it's really cool to have you know those giant fish, be able to catch them, 
be able to have that for a lifetime and then send him back and then realistically have someone or even yourself catch him again when he's even bigger. So it was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, definitely a lot of recapture. Um, but it's nice to see those fish get caught once and then and be able to catch them again. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a testament to catch and release for sure. Where's the horseshoe located on your body? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it might still be at Trout Rock even. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should mention you're a guide up at Tazan Lake Lodge too. You spent your first summer up there last year. And uh, we'll talk about that uh, here in just a little bit, catching big lake trout. I mean, you, for a guy that likes to fish and you're a young guy, uh, for a guy your age that loves to fish, to be able to catch s- over 70 pike over 40 inches in just one winter season. I mean, I know people that haven't caught, you know, they, they count the number of 40-inch pike they've caught on one hand in their lifetime, let alone. Again, right here. Yeah, <laughs> David's zero. got zero. <laughs> yeah, same. Right here. But, uh, 70 of them in a year. <laughs> <laughs> but to go up to Taz and then and catch, uh, you know, giant, lake trout as well too it's a pretty special thing and uh, we'll talk about the lake trout in taz and, and you caught a i think you caught a 46 inch pike at the end of the season like the last day up there last year too didn't you yeah right across the main lodge uh trevor the owner wanted to get some fish for his family so i joined him and first cast i hooked a fish and trevor started just kind of laughing saying yeah i told you the eaters would be here <laughs> then it, it surfaced, then I started screaming to get him in the net, and uh, he didn't believe me until it was both side. But 46-inch fish right across our lodge was just an incredible way to kind of cap off a already extraordinary year. Yeah. Um, so it was pro- pretty cool. Lots of, probably, lots of big pike up there. Here. And probably so delicious. <laughs> yes, as Zach, as Zach Brown would say, so we, we only had to catch one. <laughs> it's still you're still eating on that fish right now. Yeah, well, obviously it's all all catch and release on the trophy fish up there. But let's just go back to this last winter um, fishing for those big pike. Are you mainly using tip ups, or are you you're catching them on a, on a rod too, or how are you fishing for these? Uh, I I preferred the rod. Um, I got a 42 inch medium heavy rod. Um, from Timber Wilderness are called, and I wanted to put it to the test. Obviously, a uh, huge reel is, is essential with these big drag peeling runs, uh, 4,000 size stratic. But being able to use a rod with a camera and seeing those fish interact with your baits all day is just unmatched. Um, obviously, a tip-up is cool too, but being able to see them and fight them on a rod is, is definitely my favorite way to go. So right now we're watching a video that people can see on your YouTube channel. Uh, first of all, plug your YouTube channel, man. It's just my name, Ryland Parrot. Two right. R's, two T's on Parrot, and that's that's all there is to it. And that video right there, I'm I'm pretty sure I saw the underside of a vehicle in the background. Yeah, yeah. I was fishing for pike, and I watched a vehicle go through the ice, and instantly my mind was turning with ideas. I was a little frightened that maybe uh, gas and oil might have been spilling into the lake to deter the pike. But I gave it three or four days, went out there, and I saw several pike over 40 inches on that vehicle. Both the fish I caught, actually, in that YouTube video were 43 inches. So to catch them on a vehicle and especially have such a good picture-perfect view of the undercarriage um, and then have those fish eat was just next level. Uh, pretty much made my winner right there, but it was pretty cool for sure. So, so hang on. So you watched a car go through, and your first thought was, I'm going to catch fish there, not, not, gee, I wonder if they're okay. Maybe I should go help them. No, Is everybody no. out? Are they alive? First, let me take a selfie. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, they came past my shack going, 
probably 60 kilometers. And what is that miles per hour for our American guests? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure the conversion there. <laughs> okay, but anyway, he, he through at a high rate of speed, uh, two trucks and then the SUV. And instantly I was thinking, oh man, this is not good. And then I, I went in my shack and I heard a cracking. And next thing you know, I seen the front right side of the vehicle go through the ice. And then they had, or there was one driver. He got out very easy because just the tire had gone through. But the craziest part was he actually started yelling at his friends who were in three-quarter ton trucks to come pull him with the tow strap. No and they came and they drove, they drove right beside the sunken vehicle. And I was filming that because I thought for sure this vehicle was going to be uh, three vehicles through the ice instead of one. But they didn't go through, which was uh, crazy because even in that video, you can tell I'm right beside the vehicle on three inches of ice, Whoa. four inches of ice. So I'm not sure um, how those vehicles didn't go through if it was the world's strongest ice or what, but there wasn't much there anyway. Was it, I mean, so they were, was it consistently three to four inches around there or was it, you know, was that just a weak spot it in was, the ice you think? It, it, yeah, it was definitely a weak spot for sure. Um, but I, I had, and I had been driving around there as well with my truck. And then I did some, uh, a bunch of hole hopping, uh, just drilling holes to check ice thickness. And there was like lots of six inch stuff. So, how that was the first vehicle to go through, I'm not sure, but um, definitely glad that I was not involved in my vehicle going through the ice. <laughs> yeah, and everything, everybody was okay, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How long did it take once that front tire went through? And obviously, they, did they try to hook up and pull it out, or how, how long did it take for that whole vehicle to drop? Yeah, so the first uh, first five minutes, I would say the t just tire was through. Then they had a tow strap, and I just said, don't even try because just so much can go wrong with that, especially with people standing around uh, watching. But it was only, I would say, for sure less than 10 minutes. And the vehicle was sideways on its, as you can see in that photo, yeah. So that only took about 10 minutes. And then it was, it was you know, beeping and, and blaring and all sorts of stuff. So it was definitely pretty, pretty scary. And, and We call uh, those fish attractants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah, actually... Structure. Were you using the headlights to, to catch fish? I don't yeah, know if you can use artificial illegal, light. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you're like, hmm, unfortunate for that car owner, but wicked structure. Yeah, Let's start good, drilling good holes. Structure. Like, how soon did you start yeah. fishing next to it? Uh, I gave it, like, I think three days. I gave it three days, and then, obviously, I was thinking I got to catch one, or try to catch one. Then I also thought, they're probably going to come try to recover this thing soon, too. So... I fished one uh, kind of afternoon on it, and I seen a few fish. I had one eat. Then I came back the second day for a full day, and I saw probably 10 fish over 40 inches in the morning Jeez. using that vehicle, like almost going into the trunk. Like they were <laughs> right on the vehicle. Um, I really wanted one to like swim out of the window or something crazy, but um, to catch them that close to the vehicle was just, it was something that really really just made it all worthwhile <laughs> i uh i wonder what those guys thought when they did come to recover that and there's a bunch of holes around their house <laughs> and like a shack print like what was somebody fishing here <laughs> yeah no i uh i was talking to those guys when they came to recover it the guy who dropped his vehicle in was there and then the recovery team and i walked over there and i showed them the video and he was like super sad but he couldn't help but laugh at that when he saw the fish you know swimming around the vehicle and uh and that was pretty cool for sure Man, that's crazy. And you can watch that video on your YouTube channel right now. And what were some of the other uh, kind of crazy fish catches you caught on camera this year? Well, we, I guess we could talk about you bringing a couch out of the ice. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found that couch downtown with a take me sign on it and I knew I had to take it and I wasn't sure, you know, I should have probably wiped it down or something, but I just loaded it in my truck and uh, thought, wow, this would be just perfect on the ice. And it was, I camped in it and it was, it was the most, yeah, there you go. It was the most comfortable sleep I've had in a shack. So definitely, definitely recommend if you got any uh, loose couches hanging around. <laughs> It must have. It looks like a pretty small one, though. So it was probably pretty easy to move move around out there, get out of your truck and everything, by yourself. Yeah, my uh, my tailgate doesn't work, so I can't even drop my box down right now. I've got a messed up lock or something, so I can just throw it over and no problem. <laughs> so my grandparents were a little skeptical when I when I came home and they see the box or the couch hanging out of my box, but it was all in good fun. <laughs> That's crazy. So, uh, what was your big pike out of these 70, what'd you say? 76 pike over 40 inches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that 47, three quarter inch was, uh, was the kicker. And that's my biggest pike I've caught, uh, at home in the Southern region. Um, so I was pretty, pretty excited for that fish for sure. A lot we of, a lot of time on water. <laughs> you got that one on camera. Did we watch that one on camera? Have we seen that? Let's watch it right now. All right. Tell me about this one, Ryland. Yeah. He did that, like I say, I, I bet you I had 40 interactions with him over a month, and that was the day I caught him. He did that, I don't even know how many times. I was getting super frustrated, and I was on FaceTime with my girlfriend, actually, and she's like, oh, that fish probably isn't as big as you think, because when I come home, that's all I would talk about is, I saw this fish <laughs> four or five times today. Quit talking right? like, about it already. <laughs> yeah, and and she was. She told me, she's like, oh, I don't. maybe it's just not as big as you think it is, and uh, don't worry about it or you know stuff how many times she said that to you glad you made the yeah. joke it's on the tip of my tongue and i didn't want to make it my mom watches this show hi mom uh, man. yeah no it was but i was on facetime actually when i when that fish ate because i because it kept circling and i was getting so frustrated and then she had called me and i was like okay hey, look at this fish if you don't think it's as big and all of a sudden it must have just heard that because it just ate the bait i had a loose drag and i just set my whole life into that fish pretty much and he dumped that spool instantly i've got the camera cable there obviously down so it was a, it was probably a 20 minute fight in like six feet of water it came to the hole i don't know how many times and just barely hooked um and probably the longest 20 minutes of my life to be honest so i was glad to finally land him and kind of end that story did you have a like a big sight hole cut for that one or did you have to bring them up to like a eight or 10 inch hole I, or something a 10 inch hole i was i had a camper out there so i was able to kind of lay in bed and then watch my camera for a few weeks on end so it was pretty cool um but the sight fishing was probably the coolest thing ever to cut a huge hole and then have big fish come and interact with your baits literally like a foot below your own feet was probably i would say the coolest way i've ever caught a northern pike in my life um and yeah, it was pretty, that was pretty uh, cool for sure. You got a, you got a video of that on your YouTube channel, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. With a ton of fish interactions, like right below the ice reacting to, you know, big baits, eating big baits was just, I wanted to do that all winter and then I leave it to the final week. So the pressure was on, but I caught a few big fish. I had some uh, heartbreaks as well, which was unfortunate, but it was definitely pretty cool to see. Yeah, I think that is my favorite is being able to see under the water, whether you're using a camera or if you're sight fishing, you know, in the winter, you cut a big hole and you can you can see down there. Did you so you've got a just a uh, like a hub style 
uh, tent that you're using out there, Hubstyle House? Yeah, one of those big otters, and it gives you just more than enough room. You can even make a, obviously, huge sight hole and still have lots of room to uh, maneuver. I didn't really set it the hole up properly as I just kind of put the shack down. It was really windy, so I almost fell into the sight hole fighting some of those fish, which would have been obviously worst-case scenario, but it was definitely uh, pretty cool to fight those fish through there. I've never done that before. And that, real quick, that's a legitimate thing. You know, we, we filmed an episode of Prairie Sportsman with Garrett Severe, and we did some sight fishing for rainbow trout, and he just was cloverleafing the holes a little bit. And he used to cut big, like, spear holes like that. And then he had another guide that was helping him one day, and he, he went to park the snowmobile or the truck or whatever he was using. He came back, and his guide was hanging on for dear life in the spear hole he had fallen in and he's like ah, i'm not gonna cut a big hole anymore that people can fall into but so with that then did you black out the shack a little bit or uh we, did you just have enough light to be able to see into the water yeah yeah i just i just zipped up all my all my windows and and put some snow around my skirting and i could see perfectly it's it's crystal clear water to begin with and it's really shallow so it, it made it pretty easy on me for sure that's so cool. Is this, are we going to see a fish on this video right here? If you're watching this on our YouTube channel, you can see uh, Ryland sight fishing right now. But I think you've got one hooked up. You had a tip up floating I've got one in the hooked water. Up. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's peel and drag. Like it's I got the idea drag. from this video to start dragging a tip up behind my boat. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted like to do a that this I wanted to, uh, I wanted to make some sort of raft uh, and then camp open water in my otter on a raft and then have floating tip-ups out there. But obviously that's, that's a pretty awesome. big safety concern uh, with any sort of wind. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if that actually comes to fruition, but I'm going to try it. Oh, There's there the fish is. right there. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, that's uh, so cool. Man, you know, and, and sight fishing, whether it's in the winter or in the summer, you know, that that's we don't get to do it as much down here. You know, we, we don't have as clear water, I think, a lot of the time. And then obviously we don't have as many big pike, but that first year I went to Tazin, uh, I think it was 2016 and I caught, I think I caught nine pike over 40 inches. So I had one 40 inch pike before my first trip to Tazin, Ryland. And that, that <laughs> first week at Tazin, I caught, I think nine over 40 and a lot of it, you know, Trevor and I were sight fishing in the shallows and I kind of freaked out a little bit. Like it was unreal that we went into <clears throat> one of the bays on the lake. We were in the back corner and there were so many pike the wind was blowing into that back corner and there were so many pike swimming around back there and it was big ones and little ones and i was literally pulling whatever i think i was using i don't know i switched baits a couple of times but whatever i was using i was literally pulling it away from the small pike because i we, we were trying not to catch the small ones because we were trying to get to the big ones you almost had to sift through some of the small ones to get to the big ones and uh, now that's that's probably my favorite way to fish up there at tazan Especially in the aquarium. Yeah, the aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> aquarium and rosies, those are the bread and butter. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, there's a couple good spots on there, but those two are, are a lot of fun. And you got that clear water with the aquarium and that sand bottom, and you can see a lot of fish. And, man, they just stack up in there, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I know you had – didn't you have one day in there where you caught, like, 50 pike or 100 pike or something? Oh, yeah, every cast. Um obviously with our boats having that casting deck you can you, you i got the cost as thankfully and you're looking up there and all of a sudden you hear your guests kind of just like 
take a big gulp of air and then, <laughs> yeah, there it is. You cast and you see that fish just charge out of those trees in the mouth of the aquarium when you're not even in the aquarium yet. Yeah. We caught like a 42 inch pike before we even got in there. And then, um, yeah, lots of high 40 inch pike in there, which was just awesome. Obviously, it's a bit of a long run, but yeah. the long boat ride makes up for it when everybody's hooked up almost every cast. And, and, you know, when you think about those northern Saskatchewan lakes, it's not even a bad run. You know, it's not even that far, but it is a little bit of a longer one for us. And, and I've fished it a number of times. That's where I caught my 50-inch pike a couple of years ago was in the aquarium. And when the, there's one spot in that, I mean, you can catch them all over in that bay, but there's one spot where there's good, uh, like, good weeds, there's good structure. It's close to a little bit of a drop-off. And when the wind is right, they'll just stack up there and you would come back with the day that day that you caught all those fish in there and you come back you're like oh man they were stacked up in that corner again and i was like oh yeah and then i I had to take clients there let's see oh i took dina and jason there and then dan was you and barry and and steve steve yeah so the two the two boats ripped up there and uh, i just went straight straight to that spot and Dan and Barry and Steve just worked all the way around the bay, all the way, because that bay goes back, you know, for a couple miles or whatever. They went all the way back in there. <laughs> we just parked parked in that one spot. And the same deal, man, every cast just smash, smash, smash. Now, I think we only caught, I think we had one that was a 38 or 39. And then one that one that was bigger that got off by the boat. But it was like a lot of mid-30-inch fish. And it was just just nonstop. And I, how, fun, how much fun was that for you, Dan? yep yep so when you got the the call rylan that you were going to go up to tazan and and guide last year what went through your head obviously i've watched tazan tv a bunch and and stuff like that and when i finally found out i was coming um it was like instant panic instant chaos right you're thinking what do i pack what's going to happen and and finally being able to get up there and and you know catch one of those big fish i think dan dan you netted my first big lake trout you saw my excitement. i did oh yeah you um, you just dude, i gotta say every time you catch a big fish you stress me out man <laughs> <laughs> it just stress me out <laughs> hey that's the only exciting way to do it when you've got craziness going on in the, oh, well you're not wrong but i was boat. fearing for my life if i were gonna miss that net job it's like this dude's gonna kill me we're in the middle of northern saskatchewan nobody's gonna yeah. find a body here yeah i had a backup plan for you dan if you were gonna miss that but clutched up great great net job you but, got it yeah seeing seeing those fish you know with your own eyes is just so special and even especially for your guests right your guests when they show up instantly they're talking what was your biggest lake trout last week what was your biggest pike i want to see one of these fish and then obviously you go out there and you fish for hours or sometimes even minutes and being able to see them have that excitement just boosts me up almost uh out of control really <laughs> i've had some guests say they're even i'm even more excited than they are but to finally get up there um for myself and obviously for all of our guests is just truly a dream come true and and i can't wait for another year up there i think my favorite which clip is this one of the lake trout that i caught i think my favorite clip from you up there rylan though and i just happened to it you know i would just happen to be there watching it and filming it but was when merle and jack were in the boat sharpshooting lake trout and jigging for him and we just happened to be filming it in slow-mo and uh <laughs> and i think merle hooked up and was was on a fish 
and they were using like super light gear. So his rod is just like doubled over and he's just jacked. You're like, oh yeah. And then Jack hooked up on one at the same time. And just the look on your face is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening right now. And then I think Jack lost his, I think they both ended up losing their fish, but Jack lost his and you're like, no, <laughs> you know, it's like the agony of defeat. Uh, you went through yeah. like every range of emotion that the human body can go through. I think in the span of like six seconds, <laughs> we caught it yeah. all in slow mo. Def def definitely a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. How, that first lake trout that you caught, that Dan netted for you, how big was that one? Uh, Forty-five inches. We di we didn't even take a girth. I was just so excited. I just threw that fish right on the front of the boat. Got a quick measurement: forty-five inch fish, and. Uh, so we're shaking. I'm pretty sure, Dan, I'm pretty sure I got a nosebleed. Yeah, so your nose just <laughs> randomly started bleeding. Yeah. Like we, we thought it was the trout starting to bleed. We're like, oh, we got to hurry up. I'm like, wait, wait, no, 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 this is from you. So you're holding this fish and just blood gushing down your nose. Gross. <laughs> Did it hit you or was it just the excitement, the rush? I think you. I, I think it was just the excitement. Uh, I hooked that fish like two minutes into my troll. And the whole time I was just like, almost blacked out eh? i'm just like oh my gosh and then i see dan's boat <laughs> creeping over and then the fish is in the net and eventually i'm just i don't know if i was so excited or what but i started feeling my face and see blood and dan's laughing at me across the boat there and but it was it was definitely a, a moment i'll never forget yeah we should clarify I netted that fish from a different boat oh yeah that takes some skill yeah yeah, yeah it does <laughs> yeah and then you you put uh you had some clients put some pretty big fish in the boat throughout the summer too what was uh six, yeah 50 what were some of the big ones 58 or 56 it, or something 52 50 50 and a half inch lake trout which um you get up there and obviously anywhere in the world a 40 inch lake trout is just such a trophy fish and uh i think we had 24 fish in my boat over 45 inches and i know kurt's boat i know all the boats had just an incredible amount we should have got a final number on fish over 45 inches, but that fish in itself was uh, 15 and a half inches by 33 inches around, which normally the fish uh, with our long trolling lines will come out from a distance and kind of thrash around the surface and make it really crazy. But that fish was 1130. It never gets dark up there, but it's, it's almost dark there. And it came out from right under my motor. Uh, I had that rod folded the entire fight. So when I saw that fish, everybody in the boat just kind of, once again, almost blacked out. You're just so excited. <laughs> and um, I remember my favorite part about that was uh, I wanted to get some good photos, obviously, um, with them and the fish. And then one with me holding the fish and rush that fish back. And uh, as soon as I took the photos, uh, Merle, the dad there, just just grabbed me and said, you don't, uh, you don't, you put that fit, you phone in your pocket and you don't move until you get home. You don't get up, anything, you want me to reach anything, a drink, I'll get it for you. Put that phone straight in your pocket until we get to the launch. We only had, you know, three photos of that fish and obviously that's a fish of a hundred lifetimes. So rushed that phone back and got to share all the photos with them and then obviously with their friends and family was, was uh, pretty special. Well, I'm glad you did. It's like uh, that one that JJ caught with the client in 2019. It was estimated to be 72 pounds, just a just an absolute freak of a fish. And the client didn't even want a picture. He just wanted to get the fish back in the water. And he's like, whoa, if I don't take one picture of this fish, I'll get in trouble. So uh, they got one cell phone picture and thankfully it wasn't blurry. 
and uh, yeah. we've used that picture quite a bit. So that's uh, that's great, obviously. And when we do all catch and release, I mean, that's that's kind of a big. There it is, right there. If you're watching this, man, that fish. <laughs> it's just like he's holding it like a guitar. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so nervous about <laughs> dropping it. I don't blame him. That's a, it's a giant fish. That's like such a, a big fish. You know, I've seen some pretty big fish come out of that lake. And of all the big fish I've seen, none of them have looked like that. Like it's just tall from tail to head the entire yeah. way. Just a massive fish. But man, uh, so after the season, uh, it, it, it's, it's just such a special place up there, isn't it? Yeah. You don't, you don't want to leave. Obviously last year we only had, I think like six or seven weeks up there. And that final week where you're kind of starting to take everything down and clean out your cab and you're just, you're just at a loss for words. You don't want to go. You hope something happens or there's bad weather. Give you another day up there or something. <laughs> Cause it's, it's definitely uh it's a pretty special place. And I can't wait to get back two months now, two months until we fly in today. So oh, man. it's going to be a long two month wait, but uh, it's coming close. So I'm, I'm really excited. I can't believe it's that quick. I know I was talking to Trevor and Barry the other day and they're like, any chance you can come up, uh, you know, earlier. And I'm like, mm, mm, I want to like, we're not coming up till August this year. So it's going to be uh it's just going to be a brutal wait until, till we get up there and watching you guys catch all these big fish up there. But, uh, excited to fish. I I've, I've only fished until August 6th on Taz and that's the latest into August I've gone. So we're going to be up there for a couple of weeks in August this year. So I'm kind of excited to see what fishing in August is like up there. And it, it's not going to be, I'm going to miss out on that summer solstice, that, that late night, uh, <laughs> late night sunshine, but, um, Northern lights, I think are going to be unreal that time of year. I know even that first week of August when I was up there that one year, the Northern lights were really starting to come out and, uh, be pretty spectacular. And the fishing was great. And everybody asks me, you know, what, what's, what's the best time to come up there. And I've been up there from, you know, first part of June to the first part of August and we've caught giant fish every week of that season. So it's hard to, it's hard to, to specify the best time, but I can't really speak to September and August yet. So I'm excited to go up there and see what it's all about. And it sounds like the weed beds will be up. The pike fishing should be good. I'm sure we'll catch giant lake trout. So, um, it's going to be a longer season for you up there this year, Ryland. We got a few more weeks booked. Yeah, that's all. I'm, I'm just so excited for that couple of months straight. Um, and as you said, like uh, the best time to come up, obviously, that's a big question. But every boat this year was catching big fish every week. And whether yeah. it be, you know, and there was lots of days with guests um, like that Texas group. There was like 14 people there. And I think every single guest uh, across six or seven boats had a big pike over 40 inches and a big leg trout. So obviously it's pretty cool when every boat's uh, catching a bunch of big fish, especially um, at any time, right? So you're not just fishing that three-day window. You're able to fish your, your full, full five days and, and catch big pike and big lake trout. Um, I wouldn't say every day, but uh, when they're biting, it's definitely, uh, you can't beat it anywhere in the world, that's for sure. Yeah, and we sh we'll, we want to set expectations too. And uh, you all you will have a day where you won't catch a big one. That'll that'll happen. Um, but I but it's amazing. And I don't ever want to say that people that come up there catch their personal best because it it's not a hundred percent, but it's pretty dang close. <laughs> like I, I only know of a, uh, a one or two people that didn't catch you know a personal best laker or pike uh, in the five, six years I've been going up there. So it's a, it's a pretty unique place, but that's a testament to no commercial nets, uh, catch and release and all, all the big fish, safe handling measures. 
and uh, and just little fishing pressure, you know, keeping the camp small and keeping the season short. It just it protects the resource and just gives us some of those big trophy fish. So, heck yeah, dude! Looking forward to being up there again with you. Um, and uh, give us give us your YouTube channel again. And you got anything coming out that we should be looking for? Uh, well, if I build that raft and I camp open water, that would probably be something okay. never before seen. But okay. <laughs> hopefully, I don't drown. But uh, yeah, no, that, my YouTube is just my name. Yeah, Ryland Parrot, and uh, hopefully I'll have some some evenings at Taz and maybe with some big lake trope too. So we'll see. But uh, I thank you guys once again so much for having me on here. Uh, I always love talking about Taz and big fish, and and uh, obviously a pike winner that was beyond my wildest dreams. So yeah, what was I thank your you best, guys very much. What was your best winner before this year? Like, how many of you fish like that had you caught before this year? Last year I caught. 40 over 40 um but, wow uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> only 40 Jeez. over 40 so it was kind of a best only that's kind only. of just factor in but um yeah i know the, the pike at on the home lakes are just they're the i through the ice probably the best in the world like to be quite honest they're just so many big fish we got such a good year class healthy fish and um hopefully they uh stay strong in the future and present some uh awesome opportunities for everybody else to enjoy but hey, what you don't have? Crappies and bluegills. That's what we've got. Them. <laughs> hey, no. Hey, we got crappies. We got crappies close to home. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. aren't you cool? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Panfish for days. Panfish for prez. <laughs> well, Saskatchewan is a special place. And uh, thankfully, we got up there to fish Tobin. Uh, first time winter fishing up in Saskatchewan. I uh, had a great time. I know you joined us over at, at various place trails and outfitters for a couple of days. That was a lot of fun. And we're looking forward to getting back up there this summer. I love it uh, up there in Saskatchewan. Such a cool province and so many great fishing opportunities and hunting opportunities as well, too. Uh, Ryland Perry. Thanks for the time today on the show, man. Okay. Thanks, you guys. Very much. Sporting Journal Radio is a division of Macaba LLC. If you've got a question, comment, or story idea for us, send us an email. Go to sportingjournalradio.com. While you're there, you can learn how to advertise on the show and visit our store for hats, hoodies, coffee mugs, and more. Go to sportingjournalradio.com.